Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hi, everyone. Happy Hump Day Wednesday. So, you know, I don't know if you heard, but yesterday some good news came down from the governor, and that is that he is uh, saying that June 15th, uh, California is going to be opening up again. And I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to getting, doing more outdoor activities and certainly um, from a training standpoint, I do miss the travel. I do miss the uh, interaction with the audience. I'm kind of getting sick and tired of talking to a silly little camera here, okay? So um, today's topic is very, very timely. Uh, the topic is the future of events post-pandemic. And with us today, we have my friend Brianna Weatherspoon. Now, let me tell you a little bit, okay, about Brianna. First of all, Let's just listen to these quotes here. It says, Brianna was an absolute godsend. She is tremendous, a tremendous event resource. She was incredibly organized, professional, on top of things, thinking of things that I had yet not thought of. Shannon Alexander, Senior Vice President of NBC Universal. Talk about that is a very powerful endorsement right here. And uh, Brianna, welcome to Career Talk with OG, my friend. Hi, Oscar. Thank you so much for having me today. So, all right. Um, I know, I mean, I, I'm fired up, okay? But I'm, I'm sure you're probably like, you know, bouncing off the wall. Maybe you have like, I don't know, maybe you have like, you know, some weights on right now because uh, you're to hold you down from the excitement of these changes <laughs> that are happening, right? In the event industry. Oh my God, you have no idea. Um, you know, for all the people, you know, watching and, you know, the event people, if anyone's out there, hey, uh, you know, we were the first to disappear when the pandemic <laughs> hit, for real, yeah. you know, and now, I mean, it is like, we're like kind of the last ones to come back. So this news, this new recent news that we've gotten in the past week, and it's given us hope there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So oh my God. Yes, 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 there yes, is a collective no. sigh of relief that we're starting to get some answers. <laughs> Oh my God. So Brianna, let's, let's start off. I always like to ask people to share their, their career journey story, you know, their backstory. So take us, you know, how did you get into this industry, uh, into the event planning industry? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible. Um, hey, don't worry. I mean, this is my show. So if you want to talk for five hours, <laughs> let's talk for five hours. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to bore people with it, but I'll give the good cliff notes. So All right. I've been in the industry now since, well, I count it as going in, making the decision that I was going to do this late 2013. I had worked uh, for a job in the film industry. It was more on the marketing side, but, you know, marketing's kind of the umbrella when it comes to an event, you know, events fall under that. So in that role, I got a taste for events, most specifically doing trade shows for this film industry uh, uh, company because they yeah. designed equipment. So there were trade shows, you know, so they can let people see their stuff. Sure. Um, so that's where I got a taste for it. But, you know, we went, our, we ended up parting our separate ways. And I had connected with a woman because uh, I'm a USC alum. She's a USC alum. So it was like a networking event. And Trojans. I knew that I had liked the events from doing those trade shows, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to get into it or anything. 
So I went to that event and I stalked her after that. Uh, like I promise you, I did. Uh, I tried to get a contact with every phone number, email that I could find for her because I expressed to her, I was like, you know, I know I'm out of college, um, but you know, I'm an alum just like you, but this is something I really want to do and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to get into it. So finally, after maybe like a couple months of actually trying to track her down, she replied. Yes. <laughs> and that's how I started off as an intern uh, with her company. Uh, so this was 2014. Now everything would just kind of fast forwarded after that. Like I like to say, I, got, I pimped myself out to a lot of event planners uh, just to be event staff, just to get a feel for it, for the energy and just hone my skills. And so I, I did that all the way through 2014 until an opportunity came for me to work in restaurants, um, private dining room, stuff like that. So it's still a side of events. Um, so I was there for about a year and a half with a restaurant group, uh, figured though that I wanted to be, you know, more of a free agent. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. and you know, I got a lot of good experience there, but I also jumped into event rentals, got a little bit of experience in that side of the event world until finally I was like, you know what? I, I think, uh, I want to try being, you know, more of a contractor and doing this more full time rather than, you know, just kind of piecing it together. So this was 2018. Uh, I went ahead and I started my little DBA. I was like Busy Bee Events and Special Occasions. Um, and the name Busy Bee is something that I still use today. People know me as that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, when I'm doing events, you know, I'm very busy. I'm always moving around. But also, too, just in my own personal life, I'm always doing something. Yeah. Um, yes, and yes. I was doing that, you know, all the way, you know, to 2018, just hitting the ground, just cold emailing, just trying to get any opportunity I could. And that lasted up until really when the pandemic hit. Um, I was set to have a lot of amazing things happening and then COVID happened, but you know what? Everything happens for a reason because during COVID, I went ahead and rebranded. I decided mm. that, you know, I, I learned the value of working in a collective and tribe work, you know, working mm. as one, the energy is amazing. And so I decided to go from Busy Bee, the one woman show to the Eventures. So mm. if it's a play on the Avengers, yes, it is. Yes. And shout out to all the nerds who recognize that. I get a kick every time <laughs> I get to explain it. But the idea being it's a production collective. So like the Avengers and that there are members of a team and I have been, you know, personally curating them based on synergy and energy that I've had had working with them through my seven years of being in this industry. Sure. Um, and so we all each have our own strengths. So just like the Avengers, you know, we go into events, you know, as a team, of course, we each have our own side missions, you know, and we yeah. have clients that we pick up on our own. But, you know, if when it comes down to it, when I'm moving forward with my events, I'm using my team and we're all working together to progress and, you know, produce amazing events. We're hoping to do our own events through the brand, but we also pick up clients as well. You know, we do special occasions, weddings, um, corporate, anything like that. We'll work as a team uh, sure. and uh, accomplish whatever goal needs to be accomplished. I, I, I want to go back because you said so many uh, or you shared so many good uh, tips um, in, in many different areas. And one, for example, because as you know, one of the areas that I train is in uh, career development uh, training. And I want to go back to where you said that you stalked this alumni, this person. And basically, what I look at that is, is that you identified what you wanted to do, you saw someone that you respected, and you went out and figured out a way to get in front of this person. Yes. Right? Is it? Okay. Yes. And see, that is very critical, folks, to what, you know, uh, to what some of the things that sometimes we need to do in order to 
break into an industry because you didn't have any experience, right? Or very little experience early on, right? Brianna? No, just from, you know, what I handled for the trade shows and, you know, each event, there's like a, a structure that they tend to follow, but depending sure. on the type, like convention, trade show, they all have their own little things as well. Uh, so I knew I loved it though. I did, I knew that I would take that energy and, you know, as long as you have the core, like, basics, like I can plan this, I'm good organized and stuff. You can pretty much do any kind of event. So I knew though, this was where I, I wanted to be. And I saw myself, yes. it, it ignited my fire, my passion. So yes, yes. Well, and then the second thing that, that you said is, is that you did whatever work you needed to do uh, to gain that experience. And obviously in that process, you're also meeting people in the event industry, right? I mean, you know, if you needed to, you know, show up with just a pair of scissors because they needed to cut something, you know, like you're willing to do that. And, Absolutely. And see, that's another area that I think sometimes we don't realize, you know, sometimes we feel like because we, and, and look, you graduated from USC, which is one of the top universities out there. Okay. I know you paid, you know, some pretty good yeah. coin to go to that school. Okay. By the way, I hate your your uh, your 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 song. Okay, because I went to Berkeley and I hated hearing that same old song <laughs> at the football games. You know what? I got into Berkeley too. I actually even went to visit the school, uh, but just when that USC offer came in, I mean, you know, I just, I, yeah. Berkeley's an amazing school. It, it really yeah. is. But but see, you 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 were willing to humble yourself and do whatever it took to continue to gain that experience. And that's another very valuable tip uh, as well, career-wise and, 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 and as you are creating your business. So, okay. I actually was gonna say, it's, it's still, I still do that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, and I'm, I'm still on the lower end of my years experience-wise. I mean, seven years, you know, there's people in my industry who I, I look up to, they've been doing this 20 plus years. So mm -hmm. I'm like the cute one of the group right now, you know? <laughs> you know, uh, it's, I always have to humble myself. Um, yeah. it's, this is how I am. Yeah, but, and, and you know what, Brianna, never stop doing that because watch, watch. Um, that attitude of, of humility and willing to do whatever it takes is going to propel you to big opportunities. And one day, these people that are your, that you look up to, your business is, good, is going to be bigger than their business. Mark Aww, my words. That's kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going so for it. <laughs> yes. So COVID hits. And like you said, you know, it, it's just like, you know. It's like, devastating to say the yeah. least. And, and, and I can relate to that because... In 2019, I was doing a lot of traveling for my trainings, you know, going, you know, internationally and, of course, here in the U.S. And I actually was uh, scheduled to do a uh, workshop in person at UC Berkeley for a career fair. And it got the, the entire fair, the career fair got canceled. So obviously my training got canceled. And then it was just kind of like a domino effect. So I, I empathize with you in that shock. So you know i mean at at some point were you like considering like maybe completely just leaving the industry and doing something else or or did you just hunker down even more into uh event the event planning industry like what what, what um you know it was a mix of both i mean you have to imagine it was about you know 
now it's all going on a month ago. Gosh, time is flying so quickly. You know, there was a whole week in that in that that week of March when ever when we got the news of the shutdowns. And you know, I can speak for myself, but I'm sure what I'm about to you know say resonates with all of people in my event pro uh, colleagues. You know, yeah. every day just getting a call, my contract canceled, my contract canceled, my contract oh, canceled. Gosh. And yes. I mean. I can only, again, I'm talking from my own experience and you know, I'm a newbie in the group. So you know, I, I live the entrepreneur life. It's not an easy life. Not everyone can live this life. We live life on the edge and we go into it knowing that we're living life on the edge. But when something like this happens, it, you know, it, it is, you, you just have to try and, you know, I just have to breathe through it as best as I yeah. could. And there yeah. were days where I was just like, you know, am I, first of all, trying to get onto unemployment because, you know, that was a whole fiasco in itself. Yeah. And just, you know, thinking like, okay, I felt like I had such momentum going and now it's like, phew, I'm starting back at square one again. So, you know, it's mm -hmm. the, it's a mental thing as well. You know, when you yeah. see all your hard work that and that was keeping you motivated to keep going, just be wiped away. So how do you keep going? I knew that, you know, I just had, as long as I could get myself under control in regards to what assistance was being offered from, you know, any resource I could, I made sure to take sure. it. And that required yeah. its own humble, humbling and humility there in itself, of course. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, and I was like, you know, the thought of trying to find a, and nothing against anyone, I've been a, a contractor, a freelancer, an entrepreneur for some time now. So the thought of having to go back to a system of that, it was, it was, it was a little depressing, especially knowing how much time and energy and money goes into building a business and a brand. Yeah. And I, I was just, you know, it, I had to decide like, okay, either I'm going to let this negatively get me and, and wallow, or I'm going to just ground myself, breathe and keep moving, which is why I was like, you know what? I think that's the route I'm going to go. And so that's yeah. why I used the time that I would have normally been out in the field, you know, doing festivals or, you know, with convention clients. And I did the rebrand because as any entrepreneurs watching and anyone who knows, it takes time. It takes yeah. resources, it takes energy. There were just days and days where I was just, you know, working on the website and looking at photos yeah. and COVID happened and that gave me the time to do it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate to there because, uh, you know, Angelique and I, we spent hours and hours and hours uh, launching our, our online training platform and mm -hmm. from scratch and, you know, and not knowing how and the heck, you know, to do it. And yeah, there was there were times where, you know, I go to bed, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning after mm -hmm. being up since mm -hmm. five in the morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so. it just. I got to a thing where it's like, you know, what, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stick to my guns. And, you know, I believe in what I'm doing. I love what I do. And, you know, I just kind of put it to God, put it to the universe and just yeah. just kept kept grinding. And I'm still let me let me not talk, though, like I'm not still in it. We're still in it. All event yeah. people, we're still in this right now in these trenches and, you know, sending love to everyone, how they've been figuring it out. You know, I'm figuring it out on my end, too. Um, just got to keep going. We're almost there. We're almost yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk about the, uh, the, the, a little more, uh, elaborate a little more in this rebranding. Like, so what, what, what was it like and what, what are, you know, either some new services or, or new industries or new type of clients that you decided that you were going to start working with? Yeah. Uh, so in, so in regards to the rebrand, uh, I mean, it's going from, 
essentially I was reintroducing myself as part of an entity. You know, people have gotten to know who I am as Busy B. And, you know, for those who have crossed paths with me, have worked with me in some capacity, they know how I am, they know my work style. So me repackaging that as like, okay, like, you know, here I am, I'm the CEO and lead producer of this, and here's my team, you know? Um, it, it, it's always, you know, I'm putting myself out there and it's a gamble. And yeah, I know that this is totally my brainchild. Like, the fact that I modeled my company over, you know, it's a comic book, you know, ner nerds, shout out to all the nerds out there. You know, like I knew me putting out this package is me being vulnerable and showing who I am and wanting to share this. Uh, my, this is a sense myself, you know, yeah. a part of me that I'm pouring into this company because I believe I love what I do and I believe what I do. So with the rebrand, I mean, anybody who works, you know, who has their own company, you know, there's coming up with logos and websites yeah. and just getting the consistent messaging across all, you know, all platforms and anything that, you know, that you're going to be putting that represents your company. Uh, so there was a lot in the, in the rebrand with that, you know, so now, you know, all my stuff, I, you know, it all says busy B. Well, I got to have it, you know, say adventures now with busy B just being like a small portion of it. It's not just me, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and for me with this company, we work as a team, but as a CEO, you know, I am working with my team to help elevate them as well as individuals. You know, yeah. how can I help you, you know, you know, operate your business better? Or what can I do to get you to the next level too? You know, that's my job, you know, also as part of, you know, the adventures. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sorry, what else did you want me to touch upon? No, 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 that, no, you answered my question. So oh, okay. Brianna, what, as we as we're looking into the fall of potentially you know kind of bringing event live events back share with us kind of what are what what are some some uh some changes that you might be seeing in terms of the way in events are are going to be uh organized because i would imagine at least again coming from a training standpoint mm -hmm. i i foresee that there will be hybrid type of events uh, trainings so in other words i'll you know i'll be live in a room or whatever with a group of people and then i'll still be needing to somehow pay attention to the silly little camera like i am right now because there's probably you know 500 other people online logged in um but as an event planner share with us what what are what are some some things that you see down in the horizon with regards to events well as you know, I, I'm going to be very frank and honest, you know, definitely thinking about the future. It's definitely hard when the conversation about events coming back, uh, we're still figuring it out right now. I mean, what has it been like within the past week, the California Department of uh, Public Health uh, just released some new capacities in regards to uh, how many people you can have at a private gathering. And, you know, basically what this means is, you know, when, it, when I say uh, capacities, it's how many people that we can have in a space. And that is also depending on what county you're in. And, it, you know, it's going to range anywhere from outdoor only to, you know, having indoor and outdoor. And then also there's the, the, the variables of, you know, how people being vaccinated versus not vaccinated. Well, if everyone's vaccinated, you can have like two times more people. But if it's like, if it's not for sure, then you can only have this many people. So it's not even operating guidelines when it comes to like, okay, do we have to make mass mandatory? How do we handle dancing, food service, uh, spacing, all of that? Like right now we are just barely hearing how many people we can have. And we are looking at a target date of April 15th. So whew, that's good news, you know, that we can start having this stuff go into effect. Uh, it's yeah. definitely baby steps. Um, and definitely we're closely monitoring all these updates. Uh, but of course, you know, as with the June 15th announcement about all the California businesses 
uh, operating, you know, or being able to, you know, that's amazing. You know, I believe um, the multi-day festivals still won't be able to do those. And then anything oh. over like 5K, like the big, big conferences, you know, they're sure. still not going to be able to. Uh, but I believe the mask mandate is still going to apply. So gotcha. there's still so many things up in the air right now. Um, so as we, you know, move, you know, and start hearing the guidelines, uh, from the CDPH, well, you know, all of us, all event planners, we're going to be utilizing that information so that when our clients, you know, our potential clients and customers come to us, we are 100%. We know what we need to do. Yeah. To help them. No, execute that's, 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 yeah, that's true. By the way, side, uh, side, uh, side comment here. So I see, uh, uh, Jackie, uh, on here and then also, uh, Rocio, Rocio is the other, uh, trainer that I told you about. She says, I love it. The gifts of COVID are amazing. And then uh, also uh, Shmita, she's like, I like the name Adventures. Thank yeah, so. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love meeting fellow nerves who, who get it, you know? <laughs> they get it. Yeah. So, um, Brianna, okay. What, so what tips would you give a company right now that and I'm talking about, you know, medium sized company, not, you know, the oracles of the world, the apples of the world, because obviously they're in a different league, the type of events, but just say, you know, medium sized company, small to medium sized company, they're planning to do maybe host a, I don't know, maybe their annual sales training, or maybe they're, they're going to put together some kind of, um, uh, or they want to put together some kind of a product um, event, you know, they maybe they're going to release a new product or something. What, what are some some tips that you would give these companies uh, as they are now thinking to to plan the, uh, their first event? Uh, in yeah. The yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely. Um, well, first thing I would uh, definitely say is, yes, with all these release news of the guidelines, this is excellent news. Um, it's in our talk. If we're talking shop amongst our colleagues, we've all kind of gauged that all the events are now taking place Q3, Q4. So Q3 and Q4 is gonna be jumping with things to do, everyone. So just hold on a little longer, keep wearing your masks. Um, <laughs> but um, in regards to, you know, when your company is ready to start thinking about events, because events, in-person events or hybrid events, events are important. You know, outside of like funerals and stuff, it's an energy thing, it's a vibe, it brings people together. And most people are in very good spirits. and. Uh, it, it fulfills people not only in regards to, you know, for company goals, uh, whatever their initiatives are, you know, that's a good way to express that, but also just for their people in general, uh, you know, keeps people bonded and happy. So that's good. But what I will say, if you are looking to start planning, I mean, I know this probably sounds like an obvious one, but definitely hiring an, an experienced event person would be good. Uh, especially whether it's if it's going to be, you know, with the new guidelines uh, in person or if you're trying to do hybrid, uh, you're going to there's a lot of logistics, you know, in general. And especially with COVID, you know, taking it um, one step um, in regards to the steps we're going to have to take to keep people safe. So definitely hiring someone with experience, you know, you'll save time in, in the sense that, you know, you're tapping into someone's Rolodex where they're going to have all the elements you're going to need to build out an event um, from rentals to, you know, paper goods, um, and in this sense, and getting uh, sanitizer and stuff like that. And all, you know, you're gonna utilize that event person's resources in platforms and whatever, however um, event you're gonna have, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, so definitely that'd be the, you know, is that the obvious one? Maybe, uh, but that's a good one, of course. Um, secondly, is giving yourself enough time to plan. Um, I, I People laugh at me when I say this, but COVID time has 
it, it flows differently than normal time, I've realized. Definitely in the thick of things, and maybe things are starting to get a little better. But remembering that, you know, COVID time you know, goes a little differently in, in regards to like response times for sponsors and vendors. So you want to make sure you're giving yourself enough time for permitting, you know, especially when it comes to these new events, um, getting approvals from like, de depending on how large your event, you know, for permits and stuff. The lead times are much longer now uh, because, you know, COVID. So keeping that in mind, I mean, mind you, I mean, event producers and event planners, shout out to everyone, we're miracles. We can make things happen. Uh, even during non-COVID times, you know, we, we it, it took work, but we make it happen. But because it's COVID time, you know, we give us enough time to pull things together <laughs> so that we yeah. can make sure, you know, we're doing what we do um, as efficiently as possible. And then I would also say another tip is to budget with the fact that we're going to have to keep COVID stuff in mind. Yeah, you know, yeah, events already, you know, it, it's an investment, um, but because there's going to be those extra steps with COVID in regards to spacing out people, you're going to probably need more tables, you know, buying, if you want to supply masks, whether they are branded masks or if you want to provide disposable masks, uh, sanitizer stations, like that's going to be key um, in making sure that we stop the spread. So making sure that you're planning for that in your budget, uh, that's definitely gonna, I like do that off the top already. Just, and if you come in under, fantastic. You know, as event people, we're gonna utilize our connections um, however we can to make sure we meet budgets and come under if we can, you know, but sure. planning, having the buffer room definitely is important. Yeah. Um, and then I would also say, be positive, be flexible, be kind. Uh, you know, everyone, uh, you know, from all aspects of the event, you know, from the vendors to the venues to the event people and to the clients, you know, we've all been so shell shocked by what has happened. You know, these first events coming back, um, it's gonna it's gonna be a little R and D. It's gonna sure. be a little learning curve as we sure. navigate and make sure that you know every, we're producing these events, uh, whether for us, you know, through our brand or for a client, uh, should they like to work with us, as as wonderfully as we can, as safely as we can, so that we can keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all responsible adults. Uh, we can follow rules and we can do what we need to do so that we're all able to come back together and, uh, you know, with these first events and then as we fine tune them and then just keep the ball rolling until, I mean, and quite frankly, will life ever be the same again? Probably not, in all honesty. You know, the, the new sure. normal, you know, sure. okay, the masks. But I know personally for me going forward when it comes to events, I'm always going to have these COVID things in my mind. You know, when it comes to being sanitary and whatnot, COVID has shown us a lot, the things that we probably didn't, we never thought of. So that we yeah. probably need to think of now so that another COVID situation, you know, I mean, if you can't prevent it, but be proactive about it, you know, in yeah. regards to being clean, you know, I'm thinking maybe I'm always going to have hand sanitizer or something, you know, like I mm -hmm. always have a little bottle, but you know what, mm -hmm. maybe that's something I'm going to have to have moving forward. And it's just an expense that I'm willing to accept because I know that I'm promoting, you know, people to be clean and giving people the opportunity to make sure that they are personally being responsible and keeping clean as well. Makes sense. So. Those are some great tips, uh, Brianna. And, uh, you know, uh, folks, th this is being recorded too. So you can always go back and uh, replay uh, Brianna's excellent tips here uh, for uh, the future uh, of events. But uh, hey, um, we got my buddy Carlos here uh, with the uh, Ruben Hi, Networks. So uh, thanks, Carlos, for, uh, for watching here. Um, there is a question here from Russo who says, um, uh, in regards to training, where 
were there any opportunities for mentors or people that took time and took you under their wing that you learned from? So any mentors or people that, again, uh, just like he said, like Ruzo says, took you under your wings um, to, to provide you with, with some tips and mentorship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the beginning, um, I, I've been blessed to have crossed paths with people where I was able to spend time and learning, uh, starting from the, the woman who first I first interned with, Jennifer Lasky, with my special events and promotions. Uh, you know, working under her, I learned a lot, you know, and that, that was my open door, of course. Sure. Um, and then there's been other event planners that I've crossed with, uh, crossed paths with. You know, I've worked with them just as staff, but you know, they also were very kind to me. Uh, Lola Kent, Lola Kent Weddings and Events. Uh, you know, she she put me on some game when it came to like bank accounts and stuff like that, and you know, <laughs> polishing the business. You know, it just it, it was all learning, uh, and I appreciated those moments. Uh, and also too, uh, Ruzo. It's funny that he mentioned that. You know, I did spend some time, and he you know took me under his wing when it came to talent buying and you know, producing the, the large scale events uh, and like festivals. That's actually how I really moved into the festival side, into the big sure. scale events was being under his, uh, you know, a little bit of under his direction. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, and even most recently, I've been talking with a dear woman. Uh, her name is Alexis Kaiser with QE Productions. Uh, when it comes to permitting California or in per permitting, she's she's the one. Uh, I've worked with her on a couple of my festivals. Uh, she's the one who pulled the uh, permits and stuff. And so now that I'm moving uh, for myself, I'm moving into the more large scale production of events. So I want to do festivals, fairs, conventions. I like the large ones. Uh, that's a whole nother set of event skills right there. So I've been uh, learning eagerly from her so that I can go out. Um, and I'm actually in Austin, Texas right now. I'm I'm working right now to build up the brand over here so I can go back and forth between here and Los Angeles. Uh, so I'm going to be hitting the ground running here, uh, taking those notes that she gave me so that I can establish an adventurous presence here in uh, Austin and beyond. That's awesome. No. Um, there's another question here actually from Carlos, uh, and he says, uh, as event planners, do you see an industry shift to more conferences moving permanently, becoming virtual? He says, I feel attendance for virtual events allows for more participation. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, if I'm speaking honestly, I hope not. <laughs> because I love, I mean, there's just something about in person. Like you just, you can't beat it. That vibe of energy when, you, when you're face to face with someone and just being in the event space and feeling the electricity in the air. Like you just, it's indescribable. Uh, you know, the virtual events, it has, sh it has shown that events can still happen. And he is you know, absolutely correct in that it does allow for more participation because it eliminates a lot of the factors that would maybe prevent someone from coming. Like, oh, I'm not having to get in the car and be in L.A. traffic for like 50 years, you know, uh, <laughs> wasting my guy, wasting my gas, putting mileage on my car, you know, dealing with all that. Uh, you know, I can only I can only put on a nice shirt, you know, no one sees my pants, so I'm saving on dry cleaning. There's a lot of things uh, in regards to, you know, why, you know, virtual events are good in that sense. But I, I, I guess we'll really have to see. I'm hoping that what I just expressed, people feel the same way in that sense. And so, sure. yeah, we'll have to do it for right now, maybe for the next year or so. But I'm putting it out there that I'm hoping that they will reconsider and uh, doing those in person because, you know, of how impactful those in-person moments are in regards to, you know, 
building rapport, building your brand and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. No, I, you know what? I, I mean, you're right. I mean, there, I, I've seen applications out there that are, um, that are looking to replicate the live experience of conferences. Right. And, um, but yeah, there, there is something to be said about meeting someone face to face and, you know, having a drink and, you know, or, you know, walking out, walking around with that tote bag with all the mm -hmm. swag, all the swag you know, items, yeah, yeah. your name yeah, badge flapping, just, you know, yeah. getting all twisted the wrong way, the lanyard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, there, there, there's just, there's just something about that experience that you just, it's hard to replicate it virtually mm -hmm. online uh, to do that. But uh, I mean, Carlos says, you know, I agree. I miss the, net, the networking mm -hmm. uh, uh, part, by the way, uh, Brianna, definitely connect with these folks that are here. These are all great uh, uh, folks, uh, people that I'm connected with. Uh, awesome, awesome people. But um, yeah, so, all right, wrap it up here. But um, two things actually that I want to talk about before we wrap it up. Number one is something that I didn't know until today, okay? And that is that you are, your ethnicity is mixed. Black and Salvadoreña, Salvadorian. Yes. yes. All right. So, Representing. so hey, exactly. I mean, <laughs> right, you know, Black Latina, you know, Afro Latina, Afro Latina, female yep. entrepreneur here, yes. amazing, kicking some butt. You know, the energy. I mean, I, I, I told you those hoops gave it away. I'm like, oh, oh there's yeah. something here about Brianna. Burying me but in my hoops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? Um. It, just a, a little bit, uh, and this is not certainly a topic, but but I think it, you know it's it's relevant because obviously you know me being Mexican, so you know I I draw into this. But um, what about you know in in terms of you know as a female minor uh, you know entrepreneur, any challenges that you run into or things that you had to overcome, you know, with either race or you know or or gender to uh, uh, as you've been launching your and growing your business? Oh no, absolutely. Um, I think uh, when people first meet me in person, uh, you know, usually the, the voice and then they see the person, they're like, oh, I wasn't quite sure uh, how you look. <laughs> and then it's the look of confusion because people don't quite know what I am. And so there's a little bit of that, like, oh, do you, do you have Asian? You look like my cousin or you look like someone I've seen. I get that all the time. I apparently have so many doppelganger co people's cousins. Uh, I've got at least 20, apparently. Uh, <laughs> um, so I wouldn't really, I, I don't really wouldn't say in that sense I've had any trouble, but I will say if, if I had any kind of pushback, it's because of how young I am and how old I am compared to, you know, I know I'm the newbie in town, you know, there's yeah. the, the, the heavy hitters out there and the people sure. who've been doing this for 20 years plus, and they look at me like, oh, seven years, haha, <laughs> that's so cute, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I understand, you know, and. Yeah. I, I take that humbly. I, I know where I'm at right now, but I also know what I'm capable of and what I'm yeah. able to do and what my goals are. You know, I have some, I have big goals for what the adventures are. And I think, I think if you were to ask other event people, uh, they would say that they were pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I, you'd be surprised. I mean, I know I'm all dolled up right now. Uh, I did this cause you know, first impression, <laughs> but when I'm out there in festival, like when I'm installing a festival, I look like a little boy. 
<laughs> I have a backwards cap. I have no makeup on. I'm just in a t-shirt and some jeans. And you know, I'm, I'm uh, it's, in that sense out there in those outside events, it's a lot of men. So they see me, this little five, two and three quarter little woman come up and I'm just like, hi guys, you know, I'm all energetic. And they're just like, Jesus Christ, who is this? <laughs> and then I surprise them when I'm lifting light towers and trussing and all that. And they're just like, oh, do you need help carrying that? Oh no, woof, you know? So in that sense, I think uh, it's just because they don't know me. And uh, once they get to know me, then their whole mindset and energy changes about it. Sure, but, you know, sure. I mean, it's kind of it's a fun challenge. You know, I, I feel the energy. I see it, you know, and yeah. it, it comes with being the new person on the block. But I yeah. promise you that uh, there are people who are going to know who the Avengers are. I'm working on it. It's only. A yes, yes, yes. No, 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 that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. Now, well, and, and Brianna, you know what? This is part of what attracted me uh, to you, you know, and connecting, you know, via LinkedIn. Again, you know, LinkedIn with, with you know, with the power of LinkedIn. Yes, um, but um, but it was just your energy, uh, your follow through, and just that can do attitude that you just will try to figure things out. Um, and I love that. I love that. You know, I I. Once, I don't know if I, I read it or I heard someone, you know, before that said, you know, don't come to me with the with the problem, come to me with a solution to mm -hmm. that problem. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see you that, you know, in our conversations that we've had and we've been, you know, brainstorming on some ways to work together here in some projects mm -hmm. and some events. And you're always coming with a solution to that problem, that challenge. And, and so I really, really enjoy that. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. And it has been amazing connecting with you. Uh, you know, LinkedIn's amazing. And what, 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 what connections you make, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's truly amazing. I'm thankful that we cross paths. Yeah, no. And uh, listen, I told you, connect with my buddy Carlos, because he says, would love to connect uh, with Brianna and see if she can give uh, some advice on the Unidos ERG initiative uh, that he's working on. So there you go, Brianna. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. Carlos, I uh, would love to connect with you. Uh, I'll take take a look at your DMs. I'll slide into them right after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But, uh, Brianna, I want to wrap it up. Any any final words that you want to share um, with folks? Anything, anything that's on your mind, the industry or, you know, you know, eventually? Uh, you know, just um, it's been a long year. Like it really has been. Uh, but we look forward, you know, on behalf of myself, the adventures, and I'm sure a lot of event people, you know, we look forward to working with you guys and coming back and trying to, you know, never, never going to be the same. There's a new normal now, but we look forward to, you know, circling back with you guys and creating these in-person experiences, whether it's for your company or for yourself, you know, celebrating life. Um, we, we, we are ready, willing and ready to come back. And so we look forward to hearing from everyone, um, as to what they're planning, uh, you know, Q3, Q4 and into the future. Yeah. Well, Brianna, thank you very much for being here on career talk with OG. Um, you definitely have provided a lot of valuable tips, insight, and thank you also for sharing your journey, uh, your entrepreneur journey. It definitely is inspiring. And um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my friend, that I believe that one day you will be hosting these mega events. And you know what? This is recorded. So you're going to be come back and replay <laughs> it and be like, damn, that Oscar, that OG was right. <laughs> he called it that guy. <laughs> Thank you, Brianna. Thank, Thank you. You, you guys much. are too kind. Everyone Thank stay you. blessed. 
Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Until next week. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com. Thank you.